Hey, welcome to the Fusion Habits Podcast for Season 2 in this lockdown time. We are praying that this will be useful for you uh, as you seek to keep digging into God's Word. Today, we've got someone else sharing. Uh, Sophie will be sharing uh, about how the gospel message takes root in our lives uh, and produces gospel fruit. Uh, so I uh, look forward uh, to hearing that now. I've recently got really into gardening. One plant I have is called a heliconia. It's a tropical plant with leaves shaped like banana leaves, but its flower is this long red thing that looks like lobster claws. I was super excited to see it bloom. But a few months ago, the leaves started to turn brown. So I gave it some liquid fertilizer. Then a few more leaves started to turn brown. So I trimmed the dead leaves. Before I knew it, all the leaves were brown, ripped and dying. After some Googling, I learnt that heliconias sometimes develop a root disease and no amount of pruning or adding nutrients will help. The root is the issue and the whole thing needs to be taken out. In your Christian life, I'm sure you've heard of the concept of fruit. We might bear fruit of the spirit or good fruit and also the idea of roots. Make sure your roots are deep and strong like the seed planted in good soil in Mark 4. Sometimes we hover too much around the fruit. We talk about our bad fruit, which is the sin in our lives, and we try to add some nutrients or prune it off, hoping that our behaviours will change. Hopefully I'll just read my Bible more if I put it on my bedside table. Hopefully I'll stop looking at stuff online if I have an app on my computer. Hopefully I'll stop sinning because that's bad fruit and I'm a Christian, so I should have good fruit. Well, like my heliconia plant... We must move our focus from the fruit and figure out what's going on below the surface. Look at the roots. Picture a tree for me, or better yet, draw one. At the base is the roots, where we can title, Who is God? This is the most important question. Do we know God? Do we know what he's like and why he is worth worshipping? Do we know that he's a good God? That he's full of grace? that he's holy, that he's awesome? Is it possible that we continue to sin because we don't fully comprehend or believe in who God really is? Back to the tree. Move up to the trunk. We've looked at who God is. Now let's think of this section as what has he done? What has God accomplished in Jesus? How is Jesus my perfect sacrifice, my high priest, my king, my friend. Is it possible that we continue to sin because we don't believe what Christ has achieved for us on the cross? Does Jesus' love and work on the cross satisfy you fully? Now we're up to the branches. We've identified who is God and what has he done. With this strong foundation, we now move on to who are we and what should we do? So on the branches, let's think of these as, who am I? What does God say about who I am? How has God named me? As his child, beloved, chosen. What does this say about my value and significance? I am made in his image and his spirit resides in my body. Last of all, after all this work, we get to, what should I do? the fruit. 
But do you see, this is the last, least significant step. Because if you've really answered the previous questions of who is God, what has he done, and who am I, it should be a no-brainer to figure out what you should do, or more importantly, why bother living in a way that pleases God? This framework can be helpful to do in the reverse too. If you get stuck on a sin or are talking about behaviours at Fusion like Why do we get angry? Instead of coming up with quaint solutions, take a look down the tree. In what ways are we not seeing our true identity? Perhaps you think, I'm on my own. I've got to stand up for myself when people annoy me. Then we look at what that behavior says about what God has done. Well, maybe you think Jesus didn't have so much stress around him. He doesn't know what these annoying people do to get me mad. And finally, what are the lies about who God is? Maybe it's that God is removed, he doesn't really know about my anger, or he sometimes gets angry too. Figure out what this behavior says about who you think God is. We should work our way back up the tree, speaking truth into these sections, correct the lies. Who is God truly? What has he done for you? Who are you in Christ? And now, how does that affect your tendency for anger or whatever the sin is? When we see sin in our lives, we should go from the fruits and trace it down to the roots. Over time, just like with my heliconia, if we deal properly with the roots, the fruit will take care of themselves. This is the opposite of a quick fix. Sin is not a quick fix, but an issue of not connecting what's in our head with what's in our heart. Hebrews 3, 12 to 13 says, See to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. But encourage one another daily, as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Let us constantly remind each other of the nature and characteristics of God. This is why we love praising God during prayer time at Fusion. If we know in our heads and believe in our hearts who God is and what he has done for us, the good fruit can't help but grow. God will make it grow. 